But um, yeah, I, I have this, um, the last couple of months, and uh, I should be praying every day, um, but the last couple of months, especially in gatherings, or when I'm going to preach, or when I'm going to ask, minister to someone, I always say, Lord, who are you in this space today for the people of God? And, or anybody, who are you in this place? And, what I'm, and I say, will you show me? And Rob was leading us into, you know, there, like, reveal yourself, show us, you know, like, you know, and, um, and so I, I, I say to the Lord, like, Lord, will you show me who you are in this room today? Because he's everything and he's an all in all God, you know what I mean? Are you the shepherd this morning? Are you the healer this morning? Are you the liberator this morning? Are you the one that gets people out of jail this morning? Are you the one who lays us down in, in green pastures? Like, so what is he in any given moment? And what, when we're ministering, he wants to show us what he is. And, and I'm praying for the days when I walk into a room that God would open my eyes and our eyes to when you walk into a room and you see Jesus standing behind someone in a manner that you know. He wants to minister as the doctor today. He wants to minister as um, the king of kings today. He wants to show that person something. And I believe that the Lord wants to be the, the, the eye doctor today. Hello, the eye doctor. He wants to open our eyes. He wants to bring revelation. He wants to bring some type of viewing of things he wants us to see. And that in our seeing, we'll enter into a knowing. We'll enter into knowing the things of God as we see. And we, and we prayed in this space yesterday for an hour. It was freezing. Tom and Bernard and myself was walking up down this corridor, like, or this room like it was a marathon. And we realized we were just trying to keep warm. The, the cold was coming up our feet, up our legs. And, uh, and, and, we, and, and it was funny that these were the things that we were just praying in. And then hearing Robin, did you feel the sense, did you feel the movements of God in the room, the prayer level, the worship level? And, uh, and yeah, it's like, so Lord, I just ask that what you want to do, would you open our eyes? Jay reads out the scripture. About when King Uzziah died, I saw, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. Like, so good. So we want to turn to the Gospel of John. I, we're in the gospel um, during the Bible project, and uh, yeah, and you know when God puts something together, you hear things and see things everywhere. And myself and Jay Ravity was in uh, McDonald's today. Sorry for letting out on us, Jay. But um, uh, and all of a sudden it comes on the thing. Do you remember, Jay? Do you see what I see? And we looked at each other, right? And we like it was sort of like we weren't talking about anything regarding that, but it was just like. Oh, did you hear that? Like, and, uh, and that's what I just, I don't normally name, but God wants to say, do you see what I see, what he sees? And he wants to show us um, Jesus, the eye doctor. And in, in the Gospel of John, um, in, in chapter 1, and we'll, we'll just fly through some of that, and then the goal is, is to pray. The goal is, is to, but, um, I just want to, you know, put some things into in space. Uh, listen to verse 1, and we'll just read through there. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He was a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light 
He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word of God became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace. The eye doctor. There here was Jesus, God in the flesh, walking, and they couldn't see it. They couldn't see, they couldn't re- if they couldn't see him, they couldn't receive him. John the Baptist goes on to say, when, when he sees Jesus, he, he says, Look, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He was pointing what they couldn't see. He was saying, There he is. There's the Messiah. And over in verse 43, you see um, Jesus calling Philip and Nathaniel. And he says to Nathaniel, I saw you while, verse 48, I saw you while you were still underneath the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus says, you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree. And he goes on saying, you will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. He's telling us in his word, and, and I, I, I always love to proclaim this about the word of God. This is not, if you see this as a history book, everything in this will be relegated to history. This is a run and living commentary of what God did. He sh- what God tells us he did is what God does. You with me? That it's, like, it, it, it's like when we read that like, Nathaniel, you're going to see greater things. You're going to see the glory of God. You're going to see heaven opening. You're going to see angels descending and ascending on the Son of God. That's for us all. That's just what God does. This is what he's trying to tell us. I didn't just do that. I do that. Do that. Do that day. Yeah? I do, and I, and, and I just, he, he's trying to, I, I want to open your eyes, I want you to see, that, like, I want to be the doctor today that just opens our eyes to, to all different aspects of who he is. And then over in chapter 3, he says to Nicodemus, he says, Nicodemus, you cannot see the kingdom of God unless there's this, unless there's this uh, experience of being born again of the Spirit of God. That he's saying it's impossible to see the kingdom of God. That's why when we write in Christians or people, when they look at us, they don't understand us. Like, like people looking from the light can see into the darkness, but people looking from darkness can see different things. They see it in, like, what is that? I know it's something. I know there's something about that person. I know there's something they can't see, but he says, that's because their eyes are open yet. But when your eyes are open, he says, you will see the kingdom of God. And when your eyes are open, you start to see the kingdom of God everywhere. In every expression of who God is, his greatness, his glory, his majesty, his creation. I was saying to someone during the week, um, that like, I, I think I was saying this last week, I, I'm, just, like, I'm very simply encouraged that like, if I see a lady board, I see the majesty of God in the board. 
you know, if I see a, a rainbow or, or the sky, or like, but, but my things come down, if I see a squirrel, I'm like, wow, look at that thing. And it's like, that why? Because you can see the kingdom of God. You see his beauty, his majesty in the, in the majestic of the, 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 the um, universe or right down to a little spider running around and every reason that he has. But he wants, he says, I'm going to open your eyes. You're going to have a born again experience. The Spirit of God is going to come and live in you and then you will see what I want you to see. And then over in chapter 4, he meets the woman at the well. And the woman at the well, she says, she says I see. Oh, look, I know we all know this stuff. That's why I'm not reading them out. But like, she says, I see that you're a prophet. And her seeing went when she went in. She says, I went, when she went into the village, her seeing turned into a knowing. She says, I know. She, I see her prophet. But then she's like, no, come on out and see the Messiah. Come on out. I, I know now who he is. And all of, why God wants to open our eyes all the time is that the seeing comes into a knowing because you can't unknow something you see. You with me? That you can't go, no, Lorraine doesn't, this wasn't in church. She was in church. I've seen it. She's sitting there. You can't, no one can take that, that knowing away when you see who God is. No wonder he wants to open our eyes. No wonder he wants to give us revelation of who he is, what he's about in any given time. The eyes are very, very important. It's funny that the, 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 the Matthew, Jesus says this, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body is full with, filled with light. That is so important. That's why eyes are, are, are a ministry of Jesus. And opening eyes has been the ministry of Jesus. And the ministry of the church is to open eyes. It's to pray. It's to see that people's eyes become open. Do you remember that scripture in Corinthians? You know, however he says, Paul in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, What no eye has seen and no ear has heard and no human mind has conceived, the things of God that he has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. He's like, no way has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has ever received. But he doesn't leave it there. He says, but you, you receive this sight. You receive this hearing because of the spirit of God that's in us. The deep things of God. The things that he searches, the Holy Spirit searches the things of God and makes them known to us. And why shouldn't we cry out, Lord, show me? Like Moses seeing the might of God in, 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 in Egypt. And he comes out and he says, Lord, can I see your glory? Like, did you not know, see what he'd done? You think that would be enough? He says, no, Lord, there's more. No matter how much you've ever had, there's more. Because the Holy Spirit searches the deepest parts and the deepest things of God so that we can know and our seeing can come into a knowing. And you know some people, like we said over the years, you know that statement, oh, your man's all heavenly minded and no earthly good. That's the most ridiculous statement for me to hear in my mind. To be any true value or any true good in this world, you need to be heavenly minded. No good coming with human wisdom to humans. It's no good coming with solutions that, that like, are trying to come up with solutions that are just humans. That to be any true value and true earthly good, we need to be heavenly minded. And he's not holding back. He's not saying like, oh no, I can't show that person, I can't show you this. Like, we haven't got because we haven't asked. Lord, Moses said, will you show me your glory? Will you show me? And he goes by him, you know it, the Lord, the Lord. He says, hey, I'm going to show you. I'm the Lord, the Lord. Gracious and compassionate Lord, slow to anger and abound in love, forgiving weakness and sin from generation to generation. This is who I am, Moses. This is the God that you serve. How much more us. 
I remember when I became a Christian first, people said this everywhere when I became a Christian. Nearly to the point where I'm like, Lord, have you got something against me? Because I'm not seeing what they're saying, they all seeing. And maybe you were one of these people, you know, that, that you would know this. I remember everyone would say, have you seen the cross yet? No. What do you mean, have you seen the cross yet? She's asked the Lord to open your eyes to see the cross. And I was once asking the Lord. I was like, Lord, they would all tell. But it was everybody. It was everybody had these experiences that they asked the Lord to show them the cross. And everybody was seeing different aspects of the cross. And, you know, people would talk about they seen the blood flowing down and washing all the sins away. People would say, I've seen the thorns on his head, the look in his eye. Everyone had different things. And I was like, Lord, can I have mine? Can I have mine? And then one time, it was just, I was probably about, I was probably about a year a Christian. It was a 20, about the 23rd or 4th of March. And the reason I remember it is because one of my uh, friends, a good friend of ours, Willie, was passing away with HIV. And uh, he was in hospital, beautiful believer in God and just a tremendous encourager in, 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 in the things of God. And, and he was only a Christian a year before me, so like, he was a really young Christian. And he was really, really severely ill and he was about to pass. And it was a Sunday evening and myself and Sharon, a woman called Margaret Mar, was praying in our flat in Dolphin Spar. And while we were there, I had my hands. I remember I was facing the fireplace, which was a weird place, because the wall was there, and I was just there. And I seen a picture of the cross. And all of the darkness around it. And Jesus was on it, and he's there. And you know what he says? It's finished. And I had such a peace about Willie. That's finished. Jesus done it all. He paid the price. Willie is going to heaven. Like it was, it was that assurance because we prayed for healing for six months. But it was just like, yeah, it's, it's finished. It's finished. Like and much more. All that the Lord show us, show us, Lord, show us the cross, show us Calvary, show us who you are. Like the Bible says about the mysteries of God. When God talks about mysteries, it's not like He's trying to re- re- uh, seal something. No. He's not trying to hide something. He's not trying to keep it from us. The mysteries of God are there so that because he, he wants to reveal them to us. That's his whole heart. So I was like, Lord, will you show me, Lord? You open my eyes. Will you let me see? Like all the things that Moses and others had said. We're told in Corinthians by Paul. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And I'm like, Lord, the problem with the problem with seeing the things that are seen is that they're seen. <laughs> it's so easy to see the destruction. It's so easy to see what goes wrong. It's so easy to look around. So we need something supernatural to open our eyes to look to the unseen. To look when things are going wrong now. That if, if I can see what really eternity can look like, well then these things cannot really hinder me the way they've hindered me. If I see my um, struggles, if I see them through, you know, Paul's, you know, talks about that um, the glory of God. That if I see my struggles in light of the glory of God, I can look at my struggles different because I know they're only temporal. And the problem is like that I see them too easy because I'm a natural man and most times you want to you walk in natural things. But it's like, Lord, will you open my eyes so that I can see something that's supernatural. And it's all over the Bible. It's like when you look in one place, Do you remember when 
in Second Kings when the Armenians were coming against Elijah and they were surrounded by the chariots and the servant is freaking because he was looking with natural eyes. The problem is, Elijah, I see them. <laughs> They're there. I'm, like, it's all right to be a realist. It's all right to say, it exists. And Elijah says, Lord, open his eyes. He prayed a prayer and he goes out and he sees that the enemy that was surrounded them was surrounded by angels. That like, well, imagine you walk in and we walk in and our prayer is, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. And no matter what we're faced, whether it's an army that is, that is able to tear the whole city down, and we say, Lord, will you open my eyes? And like the servant received, so may we receive. Because the Bible says, listen to these scriptures. Hold the scriptures. Just trying to find this one. Paul again. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of God. 1 John 3 The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. That he loves the blind. Believers and non-believers and believers. He loves to bring in that anxiety. He loves so that he tried to block out the glory of the gospel, the glory of the un- unfolding um, of the gospel in our lives, not just to be saved, but the transformation of our lives and our thinking. He loves to blind our minds with all types of confusion and whatever, but Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. He came to destroy that. He says that he's come to open the eyes of the blind, to set the captives free. One incredible, incredible thing that Jesus has done and offers us, And while we were praying yesterday, that um, in here, we were, we were praying, um, it was just really, really cute. Cool. We were praying for Christmas. And it's just when you're in the vein of think, reading through the scriptures and people, like the, like the people in, in Jesus' day, they, Jesus was there, but they couldn't see him. Jesus was walking around, but they still couldn't see him as the Messiah. They still couldn't see him. And like, I've prayed this prayer over the years for Christmas, and I prayed it again here yesterday, and particularly for the people of Bray, because we were standing in Bray, is that, that Lord, open the people's eyes the next time they see a manger, that they see why Jesus came. Or they hear joy to the world walking through the shopping center, that it just booms in their ear. What do you mean joy to the world? That what they, they see one thing, but they hear another. That they, their sin becomes a knowing. The sin becomes like, like, why did I say, why did Jesus come? Why, why, what's this all about? Instead of just traveling through. And that's what we were praying yesterday, that we'd start to see things. Like we, the people that pray would start to see why Jesus came. Why does churches in this place, why does the people of God, that we're not, they're not just walking around blinded anymore, that God, we pray that God open their eyes, Lord, break the, 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 the works of the enemy destroy them in their lives because they're not seeing. They're seeing, but they're not seeing. They're seeing, but they're not knowing. Like, I know. I know. That's what we want. Like, they hear Mariah Carey and miss out of the, the theology and the truth that's in all the hymns that we sing at Christmas. Why is that? Because their minds are blinded. They're rather rocking around a Christmas tree <laughs> than looking to the one who hung on a tree. 
It's like, why? Because the enemy has blinded them. And when Paul got saved, in Acts chapter 26, when Paul got saved and he was sharing his testimony to, to Agrippa in, in chapter 26, he says this, that um, he says about the light shining all around him. And, uh, and he says, like, and then Jesus revealed himself to him. And then Jesus called him. He says, I'm sending you. I better read it out because this is cool. I read it all. About noon, King Agrippa, he was speaking to him. About noon, King Agrippa, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven. This was his third time for sharing it. And you notice, like when you read from the first time to the third time, that you see how much was growing in him, how much understanding he was getting of what really happened on that road. He's seen a light on the road. His first testimony was seeing a light. Again, he gets here. It was more than a light. He says this. He says, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard to kick against the goats. Then I asked, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. The Lord replied, now get up and stand on your feet. I've appeared to you. I've revealed myself to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you've seen and will see of me. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. Now listen, I am sending you to them to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are called by faith. I send you as a witness of what you've seen and what you will see of me. That's his heart. To show us so that we can go of what we've seen and we tell others of what we've seen and what we will see. Like Jesus wasn't saying to him there, like now you've seen everything, now go. He says, no, there'll be a continual unfolding revelation of who I am in your world and what I want to do through you. He says, and I'll send you to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan of, to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. What a ministry. What a ministry. That we can have a ministry of opening the blind eyes, of turning those that are in darkness to light, into the light. That's your ministry. Prayer opens up ways for people. When we pray, Lord, open their eyes. A fresh church, why don't we try it? Why don't we let God open our eyes to see what we've seen, what we've seen, and what we will see. And it's out of the seeing, and then comes the knowing, that we can pray in faith. You can't just drum her up on a dry on a wet Monday morning, can you? You can't try. But when you see, it's easy. <laughs> when he opens their eyes, we don't, you know, I'm like praying, like I'm praying even this morning coming out, Lord, seeing you is the game changer. It's the game changer. It's not hard. It's not like, like I always say, Christianity is not for wimps. Following Jesus is not for women. You want to know a real man or a woman? It's not those who think they're tough in this world. It's following Jesus. That's, that's hanging in there. And, uh, and, and joining their own strength is a hard slog. But moving and flowing when you see him, it's a lot more easier. It's easier to pray. It's easier to have faith. It's easier to stand. It's easier to believe. It's easier, it's easier to declare. It's easy to decree. It's easier when you see him. It's easier when, when he's not just someone written on pages. That he's a living, working, 
talking, walking, signs and wonder and wonder God that does what he wants to do. Jesus says to them in, in I think it was in John, he, he, they come to him and he said, one day, uh, someone comes to him and says, my son, my son is dying. And Jesus says, man, you won't believe, will you, till you see signs and wonders. Like you think he was giving out force rain. You're not going to believe till you see signs and wonders. Comes like, my son is dying. He says, you're not going to believe, believe till I show you signs and wonders. He says, go, your son will live. He's not holding back on this stuff. He's not saying, there they are now, asking for signs and wonders, this and that. He's like, I'm going to help your belief. I'm going to help you trust me by doing signs and wonders. That he wants to do these things. And I pray this morning that he just opens our eyes all this week. Let that be our only prayer. If it's our only prayer and that prayer gets answered, believe me, everything else will flow into, into, into place. We sang this morning from Revelation chapter 5, verse 5 and 6. To him who sits on the throne, he was going to open the scroll. And when that's in, 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 in when John the Revelator, if you underline just the word seeing or saw, when John says, and I saw, and I've seen, you just underline them few words. And if you want to go on, heard, put heard in there as well, and underline them, you see how much John's seen and heard and was spoken to. And John is freaking. He's like, who's going to open the scroll? And he said, stop weeping. The lion of the, from the tribe of Judah, he's worthy. Right? The lion that pointed to the throne, and when John looks around, he sees the lamb that was slain. Wow. I'm praying, and which is what we prayed yesterday, that we'll see, we'll see or hear one thing, and we turn around and we see what God wants to show us. We see, there's the line of the tribe of Judah, and God opens our eyes, and we see the slain lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, for the world. That God would open our eyes in ways. And it's here. It's here. It's here. I remember one time, I, I tell the story every time nearly I'm here, some, some time of the year, we were here, we were in a circle around this place right here, uh, about, well, before COVID. And we were doing, I'm teaching on the prophetic, and uh, we were sitting around, and going to where we'd act, just pray for activation, the Holy Spirit would give us words for one another, etc., etc. And one night we're here, and, uh, and we hear, coming from this corner, I thought there was a speaker in the corner, but we hear, um, Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus Christ is Lord of all, Handel's great uh, Messiah, right? And we're all sitting around. I, I, was anyone here? I know, Mal, you were here. If anyone else was here, but as Lorraine was here, Patrice was here, and we all go, Jada, like Handel's Messiah. But there's women over in the big part there, over in the hall, um, singing a choir like. I was like, they are brilliant. Like, I mean, this was fantastically well done and we're like wow because I was looking for a speaker thinking it was it was that good it was like a CD or whatever so anyway afterwards we go out there and I be two of the women was there in the kitchen and um, and I go wow that was brilliant you were brilliant in there tonight just the sound I, and Handel's Messiah is one of my favourite pieces and she goes Handel's Messiah she says we weren't doing Handel's Messiah I says no we, we heard it she says we weren't doing Handel's Messiah we were doing, it was jazz week. We were doing Hey Big Spender. <laughs> Tripped, right? So, so everyone's coming out after me and, and Patrice, I said, Patrice, Patrice, they weren't doing Handel's Messiah. They were doing, they were doing it's jazz week, they were doing Hey Big Spender. 
And she goes, Dad, stop messing. So I opened the door, and all the women there were there. I said, excuse me, I was just talking to someone here a minute ago. What were you doing tonight? What was the song? What was the practice? She says, we are practicing. It's jazz week. We're practicing. Hey, big spender. And we were just left dumbfounded. So I spoke to a friend of mine called Ray Hughes a couple of days later. Not for any reason, just we were talking. And I said, you wouldn't believe what happened in Bray last during the week. And uh, he's like, well, so I told him what I told you. And only Ray could find this stuff out and know this stuff. And he says, no. He says, something like this. I'll get the exact word. Um, he said, that's, that's a mikmah or a mikvah or something like this. I said, what in the world is a mikvah? And he says, you'll see it in some of the old, old, like say, King James Version of the Psalms, you'll see this stuff, right? I says, well, what is, what is a mikvah? And he says, it's God letting you hear or see something that you know, that is known to you, to show you something that's unknown to you. Like, say that again. It's God allowing you, like, look at the, 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 the lamb, or the, the, it's, it's okay, John, the, the, the line of the tribe of Judah can open that. Something that he knows, he knows about this stuff. And he looks around and he sees the lamb that was slain. Something that's familiar to show you something that he wants to show you. Something that might be mysterious to you, he shows you by something that is known to you. So I says, oh, where does it go? And he says, what's the song again? And I said, hey, big splendor. He said, sing it. So I sang it now. <laughs> he says, what's the words? The minute you walk into the joint, I knew you were a man of distinction, a real big splendor. Hey, big splendor, spend a little time with me. And he says, no. I believe God might say to you that if you spend time with him, he'd make you a big spender in the kingdom. He will deposit something in you to be able to give to this world. I'm like, how did he get that out of that? That's God's heart for us. We're praying this morning for the worship. Do you know what we prayed yesterday for the worship? We prayed, Lord, we didn't even know Rob was going to be leading worship. We were talking about the videos. And we were saying, Lord, when we look at videos, would you let us see what it's like to worship before the throne of God? When the worship, the preaching is being done, would you let us see your word going forth, accomplishing that which it goes forth to accomplish? Let your word go out like it says, like, a, like, a, like, a, like water, like oil, like a sword, like a hammer. Allow your word to go out like fire amongst us. That's not just ordinary. This is what we do is natural, but God wants to add a super to the natural, to make a supernatural, because he's not holding back on this signs and wonders stuff. He knows it helps us believe. It's not just blind faith. We don't believe with just blind faith. We believe in what he shows us in revelation of who lives in us. Then we can believe. But we, if we want it, we get it. If we want it, we get it. I want their church to be heavenly minded. And then we could be absolutely amazing in this world. Amen. So I, I sent Bernard a song. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not throwing him under the bus. But Mal, did he put it on? Maliki? Did he? Oh, you can hold it. Oh, you get done. Sorry. Just hold it for a minute. So um, let's stand. And I'd love you to come. Every man, woman, I was. I'd love you to come and take your communion and stand up here with it, if that's not. Just stand with the elements.
just yet. Yeah, just stay here. You can get ready to open them. I know they last week I was couldn't open them. <laughs> Yeah, this, this, this is a step of faith. We're coming, standing. Just hold on to your elements. I want to pray, pray a prayer that, that Paul the Apostle prayed for the church, for us today. And then the song that's on is Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. And just let that come on, push right in. Yeah, come on in. It's a bit cold out there. It's a bit cold everywhere. Yeah, just just and during the song, wherever you feel ready to take your elements. But that our prayer would be the prayer of this song. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. And I pray this over us as a church, as individuals. Paul says, For this reason. Ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glory, glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of God in heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, powers and dominion and every name that is is evoked, not only in the present age but also in the one to come. And that God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. We receive his prayer, Lord. We receive this prayer today. Just open the eyes of our hearts, Lord.